Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Metal Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa, and I'm coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm here with my trusty co-host, Maeve Kitty, who has left the bedroom. She was in the bedroom all afternoon, pissed off because she went to the vet earlier today. She cost me $400, and she's the one who's mad. But she's out now, and she's keeping an eye on things here in the living room. Before we get started, as always, I want to reach out and thank everyone for their continued support. It is much appreciated. This week's episode is a companion piece, if you will, to the playlist that I did for Spotify. You can go to Spotify and check out Metal Chat Podcast Playlist, and it should come up. There's 31 songs because there was a late breaking edition. We'll get to that a little bit later. So instead of 30 songs, it's now 31 songs, much like Baskin and Robbins' 31 Flavors of Ice Cream. The reason why I'm doing this is because I had a lot of people reach out about the playlist and had some questions and wanted to comment on the bands that I picked and the songs that I picked. So I thought that I would go over it and let everybody uh, know why I picked what I picked and give you a little bit of an insight into how I came about picking the playlist. So the first song, No Surprise, Revelations by Iron Maiden. If you listen to this podcast, if you follow me on Twitter, if you know me personally, you know I am a huge Iron Maiden fan. And you probably also know that Peace of Mind is my favorite Iron Maiden album. And you probably also know that Revelations is my favorite Iron Maiden song. So this was a no-brainer. I think people would probably be surprised if I, in fact, had not included it. The second song is Hideaway by the band Leatherwolf. Leatherwolf are from Huntington Beach, California. They've been around since 81. And their, their, claim, their claim to fame, I can't even say that, their claim to fame was that they had three guitarists. Yeah, they were doing it before Iron Maiden. And interestingly enough, when they first came out on the scene, a lot of people, myself included, thought they were European. We're kind of surprised to find out they were from California because they kind of had this whole Nawabum feel about them. This song, Hideaway, is actually from 1989. And it was probably what I would call their quote-unquote hit. They had a video on MTV that was played quite a bit. They got airplay on rock radio. So I would say that this is probably the most familiar song. If anybody knows anything about Leatherwolf, I'm a casual fan. I mean, not a diehard fan, but if a casual fan knows anything about Leatherwolf, it is probably that song. There's also a Crimson Glory tie-in because uh, Wade Black, they've had many different lineup changes and different people in and out of the bands. And Wade Black used to sing for them in the 90s. And then he went on to sing for Crimson Glory. I think he did one album in like 2005, 2006, something like that, uh, with Crimson Glory. Speaking of Crimson Glory, number three, Red Sharks. So Crimson Glory are from Florida. They were kind of a local band for me in the 80s, and so I used to see them around a lot. They're still around, and they're still uh, they're still kicking it, and they've had a lot of lineup changes as well. And probably the most famous person to come out of Crimson Glory is Todd LaTorre, who everybody knows has gone on to front Queensryche. And he actually just came out with a solo album, and I've heard a couple of songs from it, and it sounds really good. I'm going to listen to the entire album, and then I'll get back to you guys on that. But uh, he's a great singer. And so he was with them, like, in the early 2000s, uh, th before Wade did that, like, one 
album in 2005-2006. So number four, oh, number four is, I had to look at my list, is Drill to Kill, MSG. This is off the new Michael Shanker album. Michael Shanker, obviously, everybody knows, famous guitarist. So whenever he does an album, he gets a lot of other people to sing on the album and play other instruments on the album. And this particular song, Drill to Kill, is one of two songs that are sung by Ralph Sheepers. Ralph Sheepers of Primal Fear, of course. And they're my two, probably my two favorite songs on the album. This is my definitely my favorite song on the album. It's called Drill to Kill. I think it's the heaviest song on the album. Ralph's voice sounds great. Michael shreds. It's a really great tune. You should check it out. Number five. Now, number five is an interesting... Number five song has has to do with this whole... I just added number 31. So the song is Holy Water. It is from Ian Gillen and Tony Iommi. They did an album in 2012 called Who Cares? And it was a charity album for a school in Armenia that was damaged from an earthquake. And they were raising money. And it was a project that a lot of musicians participated in. There's a lot of people that are, that are on this album, including Nico McBrain and Jason Newstead and John Lord. So this particular song does not have any of those guys on it. I picked this song because it was part of, before the album came out, it was a, a there was a CD single that came out and it had the song Out of My Mind and Holy Water was the B-side. So I thought that I'd put the B-side on to give it a little love because I think that of all the songs on this album, probably there's some covers on this album that obviously everybody knows, but the original songs, probably Out of My Mind, was the single, is the only one that anybody would be familiar with. In re-listening to that song, I decided to add it. That is number 31. I added it because it's, well, I added it because Nico's on it. I thought you guys want to check out Nico on this track. Jason Newstead is on this. John Lord is on this. It's Sabbathy. I think it's probably more Sabbathy than Holy Water. Holy Water is cool. It's kind of got a Middle Eastern feel to it. It's a kind of a different sounding song than you might be used to. Was it Ian Gillen or Tony Iommi? Um, Ian Pace is on this album. Roger Glover is on this album. A little bit everybody's on this album. So uh, check this album out. Sadly, this is the last project that John Lord was involved in because he actually died like a week after this album came out in two, 2012. So this is the, so that song, I think it's the song out of my, out of my mind is actually the last recording that John did. So uh, check that out and see if you can hear him. Number six, children of the sea from black Sabbath. This of course is uh, the opening track off the heaven and hell album came out in 1980 their first album with Ronnie James Dio. This is, first of all, this is my favorite Ronnie James Dio, Dio era Sabbath song. It's also the first, I think it's actually the first song I heard. I can't remember though. I might have heard, because I think Heaven and Hell was the single and I may have heard the single first. I'm not sure. This is the song that I remember hearing first. This is the one that I remember the most. Love, 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 love this album. This is also the first tour that I saw both Ronnie James Dio for the first time and Black Sabbath for the first time. Just an amazing album. Just an amazing song. It's Ronnie James Dio. What more do you have to say about it? Number seven. We go from <laughs> we go from the amazing vocalist of Ronnie James Dio to Ace Freely. 
not known for his vocals. I know. But the song is Rip It Out. It's the best song off Ace Frehley's solo album. Everybody knows the Kiss Guys did four solo albums. And everybody also knows that Ace's was the best. It was the only one that I bought because it was the heaviest. So I didn't even bother with the other ones. I do have all the other ones now. But back then, that was the only one I got. That was the only one I cared about. And it it definitely blew the other ones away. Although I can appreciate the, appreciate the other ones a little bit more now. Uh, but but back then, everybody was all about Ace's album, probably because it sounded closest to Kiss, you know, and people, you know, especially I was like 12 when this album came out. I wasn't much of a connoisseur, right? I, I wasn't um, very cultured. So I just kind of was like, Peter's album is just a snooze fest, you know, which is really not. It's really a great, thoughtful album coming from his perspective, you know, coming from showcasing what he what he likes and what inspires inspired him and so there's nothing wrong with that you know but it was for me it was all about ace but we all know ace is no singer right <laughs> especially nowadays his voice has gotten gotten far worse than it was and this is probably the highlight of his his vocal talent but rip it out is a great great song just a great song it's a ripper and on a side note Another really great thing about this album is the drums. Anton Fig doing the drums on this album, and he just and rip it out as a fine example of just him tearing up the tearing up the kit, just doing a great job on the on the um, on the drums. Number eight is the song "In Trance" by Night Demon. So this is a cover song by my favorite of my favorite. Scorpions song by a band that I absolutely love, uh, Night Demon. Night Demon did this in Germany. Uh, they did it with uh, Uli John Roth came out and uh, played guitar on this um, on this single. Did an amazing job. The live version, it's just it's just a fantastic song. The first time that I ever heard this song was also a live version, but it was on Tokyo Tapes, which is the amazing Scorpions uh, live album. And that was the first time that I had ever heard that song. And then I went back and listened to the studio version and everything. So this is, um, this is not Michael Schenker Scorpions. This is Uli John Roth Scorpions and still amazing. Number nine. <laughs> so number nine, number nine, Die With A Beer In Your Hand by Tankard. I put this on especially for Fergal because I thought that he would get a kick out of this song. Kind of reminded me of him. Old school German thrash, uh, the pioneers, the pioneers of German thrash. It's just a fun song. There's no soaring vocals. They don't do soaring vocals. There's no, there's no Ronnie James Dio, no Bruce Dickinson going on here. I mean, this is just a thrash band that's out there doing their thing. And it's just a fun, fun song. And I've seen them. And I have to tell you this song live, way fun, way, way, way fun. Way fun. So I hope you guys like this song. I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard of it. And number 10, Angel Witch by Angel Witch. Now, this song is so good that Nesbitt has a playlist on Spotify, Spotify and he included this song. So Angel Witch, Angel Witch is a new wave of British heavy, heavy metal band. I can't talk tonight. A new wave of British heavy metal band. From the obviously from the UK, and they uh, they were they got their start just around the same time as bands like Iron Maiden did, right? So their this album came out in 1980, 
this entire album, which is called Angel Witch, is amazing. So there's a song, Angel Witch, by the band Angel Witch, off the album Angel Witch. I think I know another band that did that. But uh, this song, this, this band should have been bigger. They should have been bigger. They broke up for a very long time, and then they got back together. Now, Kevin Hayborn is the only original member left in the band, but he's a roof master. He's really good. And the, the, the new album, which came out in 2019, is called uh, Angel of Light, and it's a very, very good album as well, and I suggest that you check it out. But Angel Witch by Angel Witch. Dynamite. The next song is also an Angel Witch song. It's called Angel of Death. It's off that same Angel Witch first album. And they influenced, like I said, I just said they influenced everybody. Speaking of influencing, uh, Metallica have often, you know, they've often said that Angel Witch was um, a big influence. This is a little bit more than just an influence. This is pretty much a out-and-out rip-off of the riff. Rip, they ripped the riff, if you will. But, you know, this song is great. If you listen to this song, you'll definitely know which Metallica song I'm talking about. Well, actually, if you listen to my last podcast you'll know what song because I said which song it was but you can I'm I'm, I'm not going to say it this this time I'm going to have you go and listen to the song and then figure out which Metallica song took the riff and then oh let's do this one so and then speaking of Metallica doing songs right Am I Evil by Diamond Head a lot of people a lot of people didn't know that this was a, that that was a cover song they thought, that, they thought that was a Metallica original song. They didn't know that that was a cover song. And Brian Tatler has said in interviews that he's made more money of Metallica covering that song than anything that he's ever done outside of that song and out, in, as has been involved with, with uh, Diamond Head. They've, they've made more money off that, of that one song, Metallica taking that song to just new heights. And obviously Metallica heavied it up. But I think that this is a great version. I really like this version, and I highly recommend it. And then we have Gangland, the other Gangland song. This is by Tigers of Pantang. And Tigers is another, you know, very underrated new wave of British heavy metal band who influenced everybody, you know, anybody that came down later from them. They have uh, probably their most, they've had many members as well, but probably their most famous member is, of course, John Sykes, who has you know, famously played with Thin Lizzy, White Snake, Blue Murder, solo stuff, uh, amazing guitarist. We all know and love John Sykes. And then, sorry, I lost my I lost my place. And number fourteen, we have Missile to Gun from Armored Saint. This is off the new album Punch in the Sky. A great album by a just a band that is so underrated that just just keep plugging along. They they went on this little hiatus for a while um, in the 90s. You know, John Bush famously went and did a, uh, three albums with, with Anthrax. But uh, they're back. And they've been back for a couple of albums now. And this album is just so good. And Missile Degon is my favorite off of that album. Next, number 15, is Reign of Fire, which is also by Armored Saint. But it's an older song. So this is a, this is a class considered a very very much a classic Armored Saint song. Bush slays it on the vocals. This is actually the first album without Dave Pritchard. Dave Pritchard was their guitar player who passed away from leukemia in 1990. This album came out in um, 
came out in 1991. There is one song on here that, because they had already demoed the album prior to Dave's death. And I'm sure that there's these demo tapes out there and I would love, love, love to hear them. But um, they actually, when the album came out, they actually only used like one guitar part. It's on, it's on the, uh, the song uh, Tainted Past, which I think is the first or second song on the album. And that's the only one that they use. Um, they use some of his guitar work on there, and that's the only one. But I would love to hear the rest of that, you know, all those demos with him. It's a shame that, uh, that he passed away. The next song is Forever Free from Wasp. This is one of my favorite power ballads, and I know that Uncle Steve likes this song, too. Uh, this is a great song. Uh, Blackie Lawless, he's not really a crooner, right? But I think his vocals are great on this song. I think that it's a great power ballad. Uh, I really, really like this song a lot. Number 17 is Screaming for Vengeance, Judas Priest, obviously. What an amazing song. Everything about this song is amazing. Everything about this song is amazing. It's one of my absolute favorite um, songs of all time, one of my absolute favorite Priest songs. Anybody who knows anything about Priest uh, knows uh, knows this song and loves this song. And the live version on Unleashed is amazing. What more can you say about that song, right? <laughs> so now <laughs> we are up to number 18. And if you've listened to the playlist, you've probably been waiting for me to talk to you about this song. So my German is not so good, but it's called uh, TV Glotzer. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it is actually the song White Punks on Dope. This version is from Nana Hagen. She is a German, kind of an avant-garde artist. She's not metal. She's East German. Um, she emigrated uh, over or escaped, if you will, uh, communist East Germany in the very late 70s. This song, White Punks on Dope, is a song from 1975 by the band The Tubes. You might know who The Tubes are. They're not a metal band. You might know who they are if you're old enough to remember them in the 80s because they had some, some hits in the 80s and some, some uh, videos on MTV that were played quite a bit. But they did this song in 75. She does this song in 78. I think it was seven. She did it in 78, and then it was released in 79 here in the U.S., and she changed the lyrics a little bit. I don't speak German, so I don't really know what the lyrics, how the lyrics are different. You can definitely tell it's the same song. She's a really funky chick. Check her out on YouTube. I saw her a few times in uh, the 80s. Um, she's a funky chick. This was probably her hit, her only hit. It did get some airplay. BCN here in Boston uh, played it. Uh, played played the, the German version of White Punks on Dope. Uh, but it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool song. I know it's probably a surprise for a lot of people because it's not a metal song, but it's I, I just I thought I'd throw it in there as a just as a little bit of a wild card, if you will. Number 19 is All We Are by Warlock. This, of course, is Doro Pesh's band. And this is the first time that I am made aware of Doro Pesh. She's German. Warlock is a German band. This was like 1987. This video for All We Are was all over MTV. It was on Headbangers Ball every single week they played it. Uh, huge hit for them. Probably her only hit, to be honest with you, um, as far as like MTV and mainstream rock radio goes. They broke up. She, of course, formed her own, did her own does her own solo thing now. Although her, sol- her band in the Doro band 
is actually Warlock. Most of the guys from Warlock are, are just playing with her now. Uh, a lot of her newer stuff can be, she's got a lot of ballads, which I'm not really, I'm okay, I'm okay with the ballads, but I prefer the rocker stuff. She always reminded me of the sort of the female Rob Halford, not by her voice, but just by her demeanor, her just her commitment to metal. She always wears leather and she just always looks like a like a metal chick, you know, and just, um, she's very enthusiastic about metal. She loves metal. And so she sort of reminds me of like a, like a female Rob Halford. And of course she's famously very, 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 very good friends with, uh, let me kill my stuff. So from Motorhead number 20 is another Scorpion song. Well, the other Scorpion song was done by night demon, but this Scorpion song is done by the Scorpions. It's the zoo, which is off animal magnetism, a great song, Great song live, great album, my favorite 80s album of um, from uh, the Scorpions. This song is about New York City. It's just a, it's just a great song, just a great song. The interesting thing about this album, it's called Animal Magnetism, and I actually have a pet sitting business, and I named it Animal Magnetism off this album, or from this album, I should say. A little nod to a great album. Number 21, Chemical Wedding by... Bruce Dickinson. Uh, again, I just, I like his solo stuff. I wanted to put something out there. This is such a great song. Adrian Smith, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Adrian Smith, is on this album. It's the fifth solo album, and this came out in 98. It came out right before Adrian and Bruce went back to Iron Maiden, and it's a great song. Off a great album, I should add. Number 22 is a Dawkins song, In My Dreams. Dokken are my favorite 80s glam, quote-unquote, hair metal, whatever you want to call it. I never call it hair metal. I always called it glam metal. They're my favorite 80s glam band. They're my favorite favorite ones. Uh, they just did it better than everybody else, I think. They, they also did it kind of before everybody else. Obviously, uh, the big uh, star in this, in, this, in this band is, of course, George Lynch, the guitarist. And famously, this band is extremely dysfunctional, and they're always fighting with each other. And it's too bad. It's it's really too bad. Although, I have to say that I saw something on YouTube fairly recent with Don Dawkin, and his voice is not what it used to be. But back in the 80s, man, the guy could sing. And Lynch on guitar was just a great band. Absolutely great band. And just a great band. And then uh, 22 is Battle Angels by Sanctuary. The Sanctuary are a band that not a lot of people know about, sadly. Uh, World Dane, sadly, he is no longer with us. He's in rare form on this song. This is um, this is just a great a great um, a great band that unfortunately got rather overlooked, um, and that's too bad because. Um, and then, of course, you know, they're linked with Nevermore, which, which you know, also World was in Nevermore. And so a lot of people are not that familiar with Sanctuary, but they were a great band. And they've actually reformed with a different lead singer. I saw them a couple years ago uh, with, who were they with? I think they might have been, was it with Sacred Reich? I think it was Sacred Reich. I don't remember. But anyway, I saw them at a club. I think it was like 2019 when I saw them. They were really good. Number 24 is Badlands by Metal Church. Metal Church is another band that just kind of, I don't know, got lost in that whole L.A. scene type of thing. You know, Armored Saint, when they when they were out, they're from California, and when they were out and about in California, it was like 
there was the glam metal and then there was the thrash metal and they weren't either. And they kind of didn't, I think that they didn't become bigger because they kind of weren't, they didn't fit in either one of those categories. And that's kind of what happened with, that's what happened with metal church. They ended up having to go up to Washington state where they found much more success. And, um, they had much more luck up there as just being a really great thrash band uh, with great vocals. They've had many, um, many lineup changes as well. This particular song, which came out in 80, was it 88 or 89? This, this one is this, this band, this incarnation of the band is fronted by Mike Howe, who left and came back and is now currently with the band. But Kurt Vanderhoof has been the sole the, uh, the, the one guy that's always, always been, always been, uh, um, and he's, he's, he's still there. Uh, this song came out in 89. Great album, great band. Um, I saw this tour in Denver. It was fantastic. Just, they're just fantastic band. And then number 25 is another band that people might not be that familiar with, Tokyo Blade. Uh, it's called Night of the Blade. They are a new wave of British heavy metal band. And it's funny because if you listen to them, a lot of people think that they're a California glam band. Like we were talking about how everybody kind of thought that uh, Leather Wolf was a new album band. Well, the opposite with Tokyo Blade, they were a new album band, but everybody thought that they were from LA because they were, you know, new wave of British heavy metal goes uh, a lot of different, a lot of different places. You know, you've got, you know, your Tokyo Blade and your, Tigers of Pantang all the way to, you know, somebody like Venom, right? And everything in between. And so Tokyo Blade are definitely more the glamier, poppier side of the new wave of British heavy metal. But this is a great catchy tune. And then number 26 is Rising Force from Yngwie Malmsteen. Now, here's the thing about Rising Force. There's an album called Rising Force, which came out in 1984. It's the first Yngwie album. I mean, he was an Alcatraz and Steeler and all that, but this is his first album. And that album features Jeff Scott, Jeff Scott Soto, who everybody might know now, sings in uh, Sons of Apollo. But this is the song Rising Force, which is off the album Odyssey, which came out in 88. And it's JoLynn Turner on vocals. JoLynn Turner also does two songs on the new um, Michael Shanker album, by the way. And JoLynn Turner's great. This song is... It's, it's what you would expect from Yngwie. There's just, you know, a lot of shredding going on. And the vocals are great because it's Jolyn Turner. It's, a, it's, it's just a very catchy song. And now we get to, I told you we get to Primal Fear, and we're at final Primal Fear. So speaking of new albums that came out, Metal Commando came out uh, from Primal Fear. And this is a fantastic album. I've been listening to it nonstop. My favorite song is Howl of the Banshee. I talked about this before in my... 2020 recap. This is my favorite one. Now, th now this band is fronted by Ralph Sheepers. We just talked about him with MSG, of course. And once again, his vocals are fantastic. This song has hooks and guitar and it's catchy and sing-alongy. And it's, it's just a very fun song. And uh, singing it on the train, which I'm sure that with my headphones on, I'm sure that the people on the train were not overly excited about that when I was doing that the other day. Caught myself <laughs> didn't realize it and then you know it's like oh i'm sorry to offend everybody with my terrible singing voice <laughs> number 28 is blue murder uh valley of the kings this song epic song off an amazing album um 
this is John Sykes. This is what he put together his project after the whole White Snake debacle. Um, he puts this together with Carmine Apiece. This is just a, an amazing album. Now he went on, he did another album with, um, I think Cozy Powell might have been on that other album. He re re revamped a little bit. The second album is good, but it's not as good as this first album. This first album is just amazing. And Valley of the Kings is just um, a super awesome, epic-y, power metal song with John Sykes on guitar. Um, and Tony Franklin, by the way, is in this band and uh, very, very underrated and really, really great. Number 29, speaking of Carmine Apiece, he was in a band called King Cobra, the K. This is Ready to Strike. Um, this came out in 85. And this is the band that he put together after Ozzy. So this is Carmine's band before he was in Blue Murder. They actually came back, put a band together in 2010, and put out an album with Paul Shortino on vocals, which is also very good. But Ready to Strike is a great song. It's funny, I was listening to this song, and it's it's definitely like, there's some songs where you can just tell what year they came out. And you can definitely tell that this song came out in like 1985. It definitely has like a 1985 sort of vibe to it. And number 30 is Panic in the Streets by Praying Mantis. Now, New Wave of British Heavy Metal, this came out in 80, they came out in 81. This came out in 81. This song came out in 81. They've influenced everybody. They were definitely more, again, much like Tokyo Blade, they were more softer, more melodic, I guess, the softer side of no album, if you will. Of course, uh, what they're probably most famous for is Dennis Stratton from Iron Maiden was in this band in the 90s. He, he has quite a catalog with them, actually. And I think that he fits, he fit, like a lot of people thought that Dennis didn't fit in Iron Maiden. And that's probably true. But he definitely fits more with Praying Mantis. It definitely is more his wheelhouse, if you will. Definitely more his his thing. And he was with them for, for a number of years, for a very, very long time. And Paul Deanna was actually in the band as well. Very briefly, brief stint. And I never saw them live because I don't think they ever played the U.S. As a matter of fact, I was trying to think about this and I went on set list, which I don't go on there too, too often, uh, which is why sometimes my, my memory doesn't serve me that well. <laughs> but um, I did go on set list and I couldn't find any, any gigs that they did in the U.S., so they just never came to the U.S. It's very strange because they've been around a long time and they actually have quite a few albums. And then, of course, we talked about lucky number 31 that was added um, out of my mind. So make sure you check that out, that new addition, addition to, the, uh, to the playlist. So that's actually it. That's all I have for you today. Listen to the, to the playlist and then tweet me at MetalChatPod, M-E-T-A-L-C-H-A-T-P-O-D. Or you can email me at MetalMelissa.com podcast at gmail.com i'm not going to spell it for you this time it'll be it's in it's in the uh in the comment section or in the in the video video the the episode description i really cannot talk today i've got to get i've got to wrap up this uh this episode because i'm just tripping over my tongue this evening but give those give those a listen and reach out to me and let me know what you think about my choices and if you have some songs from these bands that you like or some songs from these bands that you don't like and let me know what you think.
Until next time, be well. Yeah.